I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with David Richter. David is an active real estate investor, essential in closing over six, or 850 year deals in the last 10 years, excuse me. Um, looks like you've kind of done it all, David. I know you're also, also an author, um, but I, I want to just give you the opportunity to tell your story, you know, in your words. But first of all, let me start by saying thank you and thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me here, Jason. And I got started like a lot of other people. I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad in college because a friend gave that to me. And that's what kind of broke the mindset of going to school, getting a good job, and then just working for 40 years and retiring. So that's where I went out, bought a property right away, uh, You know, did a real estate investing deal, actually turned it into an awesome one where it was a rental, lived in it for a w little bit, then lease optioned it, and then the tenant cashed me out. So it was like, it was a, it was a great deal, that first one. So then I started working with a company that was doing about five deals a month, and we scaled it up to about 25 deals a month. and you know, got to see a lot of deals done there and a lot of different types of deals in the single family space. So that was a really educational journey for me being there for about five years and sitting in different seats in the marketing and sales and acquisitions and, you know, just everything there, transaction coordination, project management, property management, finance. So it was, uh, I got to see the inner workings of a small company as it was growing and scaling. Then from there as well, uh, about five years into it, moved across the country started with another investor working with him and buying deals in the Richmond Virginia area that's where I moved to and then uh, started my company simple CFO about three years ago while I was with that guy because I saw that a lot of investors make money but they don't know where it's going don't know how to keep it you know living deal to deal it's at a lot of the times and even though we were doing 25 deals a month at one point we were spending like 26 so it was just we were in our own rat race even at a high level so that's where I saw that there's just a huge need for people that make the money to know where it's going, to direct it better, to keep more of it. So that's why I started my business. That's why I read the, wrote the book, Profit First for Real Estate Investing, because it's a great cash flow system that I love that helps people know specifically where all their money's going. And then from there, it's just been helping dozens and now hundreds of investors implement this system and now getting this message out more because as a real estate investor, I lived that life of doing a lot of deals but not seeing a ton of money coming from it or wondering where the heck did it all go. And that's where now getting into it, just helping more people understand where it is. So that's just a very, very high-level overview of my last the last 10 years of my life. I also got married in there. I have a daughter. And so there's other things about me as well, but that's kind of the work overview. Yeah, yeah. 10 years of life compressed into to a one minute uh right quick, <laughs> exactly quick blurb oh, man. um all right well i'm gonna make you talk about more more about that 10 years because yeah, we yeah, don't we, we don't want the podcast to be the one minute long but right it was uh i, I mean actually really interesting topic because i can say we haven't really 
it's touched on here and there, but it's not something that we've talked about a lot in the podcast. It's something I've definitely noticed that it's it's easy to get in that space of I want to be a real estate a real estate investor. And on social yeah. media, it looks like real estate investors make so much money, but but the reality is, is especially in the beginning, you're you're probably not making a lot of money. And and I suspect, obviously, this is what you saw. If you're doing 25 deals but spending 26 deals worth of money, it, it's there's something to be said for, okay, you want to take your money and put it back into the business. But I, I suspect what you're going to talk about here a little bit is that maybe that's not always what's happening. So where, I mean, where along your journey did that realization sort of hit you? The first place was when I was with that company where we were doing a ton of deals, I got to sit in the finance seat and I learned. I was self-taught and helped a lot by the CPA that we had at that time, sat down to learn the numbers and to learn to be able to read the business's story because those numbers tell a story. That's so I was like, okay, now let me look at it. And I could see how much were we making, how much were we spending, how much were we keeping? And it's like, hmm, we're making this much, but we're spending, you know, like above and beyond what we're making. This is not going to keep working. So that's where it really right. first hit me of just the simple numbers that a lot of people don't know. But that even even if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm nowhere near 25 deals. We work with people doing five deals a year and they still don't know that. So like we've had people doing millions of dollars or just a few deals and they still have a hard time tracking what what did we make on that mm -hmm. flip or what are, what did we keep anything from it? Did we pour it all back into the business? If you spend, it's easy once you have money come into the business to just spend it, spend, spend, spend. And I'm not against spending, but I want it to be as efficient and productive as possible so you can get what you really want from the business. So that's the first time was at that company and being able to then read like, okay, how much are we making, spending, keeping? And it's like, oh, we're not making, we're making good money, but then we're spending it all and we're not able to keep very much of it at the end. Then from there, it was go figure that company didn't, you know, like a lot of people went different directions from that company because it wasn't sustainable. So I moved across the country and went to another investor and it was very eye-opening because the first thing I said was, you know, you say you have a great company. I believe you. I trust you. But I want to trust but verify. I want to look at your numbers. Like show me the because the numbers won't lie. And then it was the same thing that I've seen over and over again with real estate investors. Opened up his books and they were a mess. The person who was doing them wasn't real estate, you know, didn't know real estate investing. He didn't know how to manage them because he's a real estate investor. We go after the deals. I mean, I get that. So it's like that's where he didn't even have the proper setup to know what he was making, spending, keeping. And he always was wondering, I mean, he, from almost day one, where's my cash? Where's all my money gone? And that's where I just saw this is a huge epidemic. I'd be also going to mastermind events too. People would be like, yeah, we're doing $2 million a year. And then in the bar, they're like, where in the world is it all? You know, like they're crying because they don't, yeah. you know, they can't even pay themselves a living wage right. at that point. And so I saw that just as a huge need in this space. And so with that guy from when I moved to Virginia, I said, let me help you. Let me fix this stuff. Help me. Let me help you get a lot of this stuff so you can be clear where you are. So we did. We cleaned a lot of it up said here you go here's what you're making spending keeping like those three simple numbers and then he had a portfolio as well too so i said here's some clarity around your portfolio like here's what you are into these properties here's the loans on them and versus the arv you have like 70 percent equity you've been dumping a lot of your own cash 
into the, your own rental portfolio. So if you've been trying to drive down what you owe on them, great. But if you're like, hey, I want some of that money back, we could refinance. So I did. I helped him refinance. He got several hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, oh my gosh, how many other investors out there right now have money that is literally sitting in front of their face? They just don't know about it. And that's why I I, uh, that's why right after that, I uh, got a call from my mentor because he heard like, hey, I heard you're starting a company because that guy from Virginia said, this has been life changing. Know what I'm making, spending, keeping. I've been able to refinance, like just having this clarity to make these decisions. So I said, I have to start this company. Got a, got a call from my mentor. He said, read Profit First, the book by Mike McCallard. So I read that book right then and there, like that evening, took 10 pages of notes and said, this is great. You know why? This is a great framework for being able to help the entrepreneur tell every dollar where to go. Like it's a simple system. It deals with cash. I don't have to speak accountantese or anything like that. Like it, I just have to speak the language of money, you know, like dollar bills. Right. So I'm like, we can all understand that because we're all going to manage the cash no matter what. So that's what sparked that. And then about a year into it, after implementing the profit first system with people and seeing businesses go from like that one guy from just where's all my cash to having the cash and having the direct numbers of this is where we are. This is what we're making, spending, keeping. Then about a year into it, I went back to Mike McCowitz and said, I know real estate because that's my background, even though I look like an accountant bookkeeper. Like, no, my background is real estate investing. I just created a company with a lot of great, you know, CPAs and CFO type people on that on the team. But I said, I'd love to write the real estate book because real estate is a different monster. It's a different animal than a brick and mortar yeah. business or a service based business or something like that. Like the original profit versus four. So then he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I wrote that book. So that's kind of where the whole journey came to because I saw so many people doing the same things we were doing, living deal to deal at 25 deals a month, you know, and we've seen people doing that two to three deals a month. So that's where one of the first clients we took on, one of the first clients he was doing about two to three deals a month, but spending 80, 100 hour weeks, his wife started working in the business. She started having seizures like it was nuts. It was crazy. One of the first things we do with investors is we sit down and say, what do you really need from your business? What do you need to keep? We focus on that keep number first. Like we have to have the end in mind. Go figure, right? We have to know where we're going in order to get there. So the first thing we say is what's the bare minimum you need from your business so we at least make sure you're not like gasping for air all the time and just, you know, suffocating yourself and sacrificing everything, you know, on the altar of, you know, it'll work out with the next deal. So that's what we did with him, sat down, and it turns out instead of having to do two to three deals a month, which he got hyped up on masterminds and other events, he only needed to do five deals a year, <laughs> five deals a year versus two to three right. a month, you know, and it was like, what, you know, like what in the world? So that's where a lot of people that come to us and a lot of people we're trying to help and why this book is even out is more not just to help you manage the cash. But to help you understand that you, if you're living that deal-to-deal -deal lifestyle, or if you're living, you know, paycheck to paycheck as an as an entrepreneur or deal-to-deal -deal like that as a real estate investor, especially, then please, don't you don't have to. There's a better system. There's a better way, so that way you don't have to live like that anymore and have to be thinking, I hope that next deal closes or where's my next meal coming from? Like we've had some clients come through our door that are literally hand to mouth. You know, like the deal closes, they have to transfer the money right away, then some of these bills aren't going to be paid. So, and I'm not knocking people that live there because you know why? We don't, you just said, you said right before you asked this question that we don't really talk about this much. No one does. 
no one talks about the cash right. much because right. number one, they think it's boring. And then number two, no one's really got a good grasp on it and they don't know how to yeah. teach it. And that's where that's what caught fire for me with profit first. It's like, this is a simple, simple message. It's a very simple system built for the entrepreneur. And it's like, if you're going to have systems for sales and for marketing, for operations, you better have a system to catch the money too for your finances. So you're actually keeping it. So that's where a lot of people aren't, you know, preaching this message out there, but that's why I'm like, I want the book out there. I don't want you to have to work with me to get the knowledge. I want you to have the, this podcast that you're listening to now. If you listen to other podcasts or if you, wherever that I'm out there speaking or the book or whatever, just getting that message inside of you, because you know what it really boils down to good habits, because a lot of people have bad money habits growing up. They heard go to school, fall in line, do those. If you fail, you're a failure. You know, like they hear all these things. And then when it comes to money, a lot of parents said money doesn't grow on trees. No, you can't have that. No, we can't afford that. No, we can't go that place. No, we can't do this thing. Why? Because of the money. And that's where a lot of people have those stigmas around money. Then they get into business and they think going from a W-2 job to business owner is going to magically transform them to have good business habits and to be a good business owner and to think like a business owner. And that's where we got get caught up with the marketing and sales and which is great. Revenue should always be in first position. We also need to say that if I'm going to make this money, I better learn how to keep it too. So that's why not only just learning, okay, I need to make sales. I need to listen to podcasts. I need to listen to courses or go to events that teach me how to lock up deals or how to make sales. Then I also need to make sure that I'm keeping it as well too, that there's a simple system behind the scenes because that's where if you want to have the true financial freedom that everyone thinks comes with business ownership, then you don't need to be doing more deals. You need to be handling the money better. Because it doesn't matter how much money you're making, it matters how you manage it. Because someone making a million like we were, you know, like some months or some years or whatever, but we were spending 1.1 is poorer than someone who, do, who does $200,000 a year but keeps 100000 of it. You know, so that's what we're really trying to get out there is that how you manage it and giving those dollar, every dollar a name that comes into your business is really the key to that financial freedom. You have to have the deals. I'm not saying that you can't focus on the deals or that you should focus more on the finances. I'm just saying you need a simple system. You need to set it up. You need to make sure it's running well. You need to make sure you have the discipline to stick to it. And then do as many deals as you can because if you know how to keep more of it, then the more that you're making, the more you will keep. But that's where a lot of people have it reversed. They think that their income is going to outgrow their spending, and we know that never does. That as our income grows, if we have the same habits, our spending grows with it just in just in line. Okay, well now we're making a hundred, now we're spending a hundred. You know, now we're making two hundred, now we're spending two hundred. You know, that's usually how it goes in a business, is just that we're gonna spend, spend, spend everything. But that's where we have to make sure that we're not running an accidental nonprofit as a real estate investor, that we're running a real for profit business because the purpose of the business is to make a profit. But the purpose of the person so, you know, even what your podcast is named, their why, the purpose of that person is to have that financial freedom, whatever that means to them, going on trips, going on those adventures, just sleeping in, you know, having more money, a different car, giving to people and giving to causes, whatever it is for that person, that profit, I like to say profit unlocks their purpose. That's really what profit does. So at the end of the day, we need that profit. We need good habits as a human being. So that way, 
I love what Keith Cunningham says in his books. He's a, a prolific business writer, and he says that if you scale cancer, the tumor grows. So you don't want to be scaling a cancerous business if the root cause is bad habits and bad decisions. So that's where we have to get something in place there. I know that was a long-winded answer, but I've got a lot to say on this topic, and there's just so much to unpack from this whole system and just the mindset that a lot of people have. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it because it, it also, it's just, I mean, I'm sure people listening will, but I, I, I'm resonating with this very much. It, it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, of course, yes, you, a lot of people become entrepreneurs, they get into real estate what, because they think I'm going to make money. That That's not, again, you, you pointed out, like, that's not your why, but like, you think that's going to happen. Right. And I can tell you a hundred percent, like, my passive investors make more money than I do on my real estate investments. Like my, yeah. and, and I invest as a passive investor in those investments. So, so I guess I, I'm making, but, but the, the passive side makes more money than the active side yeah. and for sure. And, and I think you're, I think the expectation is that someday that flips, but you're right. If you're, if, if you scale cancer, then tumor grows. So yeah, you, you're, 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 you've got to, be handling that growth so that you're not just spending more and more. So tell us, let's start almost backwards. Like what are the mistakes yeah. that people are making that lead? Obviously, I think you sort of pointed out that idea of lifestyle creep where we just spend more and more, but, but what, what are the things that are, people are missing commonly, yeah. I guess, in, in these instances? Number one, it is they build their business around the hope and pray plan. That's what that guy was doing when he came to us, one of the very first clients, and said, you know, doing two to three deals a month, trying to kick butt, trying to do everything. And it's like his business was the hope and pray plan. I hope I do enough deals that I, and I pray that there's money left over at the end of the year. And it's like at the end of that first year, even though he's busting butt, he lost $70,000. So he did more deals than he's ever done and lost more money than he's ever lost. Because that's why he built his business, he, because he built his business on the hope and pray plan versus the no living in the land of knowing versus the land of hoping. So now he knows that he only needs five deals a year. That's what he needs to break even with his family to make sure that the bills are paid in the business and to make sure that, you know, like things can keep going. But that's where just having that number gave him freedom right away. It said, I don't have to bust my butt and do more deals to do what I need to do for my family and where I am. And that's different for every investor. We've done that same analysis, and it's been 20 deals for other people, but they have a bigger team already. They've got more systems in place. They've got things rolling. So that's where, what is it for you? What do you need to keep from your business? There's so many people like him that I love this story, in, and if you'll indulge me in a quick story from Cru Crucial Conversations, Chapter 10, the book. It's a great book. And it's an incredible book for communication skills. And they call it chapter 10, Retaking Your Pen. Because picture you're born with a pen in your hand. And when you're like zero to four, you're writing your own story. You know, your pen represents your self-worth. Then you go to school at some point, probably more junior high, high school. And you start caring about what your friends think. What are they wearing? What are they saying? How are they acting? What should I wear? What should I do? How should I act? And then you conform to them. So you give them your pen, they start writing your story, then you feel yuck, like what the heck, why do I feel nasty all the time? You're not being true to yourself, you don't have your self-worth anymore, you're letting other people define it. Then, if you're listening to this podcast and you follow Jason, you probably at some point took back 
back your pen or want to take back your pen and say, hey, I'm starting this business or I'm a passive investor or like I'm an active real estate investor, business owner, whatever. I'm going to take back my pen and I'm going to write my story. So now I'm, you're writing your story. You get to author your terms for life. But then just like this guy that was one of the, that first client, he said he went to different events, listened to different things, you know, went to different places, meetups and the RIAs and all that and saw the people doing two, three, ten deals a month that I want that. Well, then he just gave up his pen again, even though he took it back to start his company, he gave it up. So that way other people were telling him, this is how much I think you should do. And it's like, what the heck? You know, so that way he gets burned out is $70,000 upside down and saying, what the heck? Where did all my money go? Why am I letting these people write my story? So that's where we had to help him take back that pen and say, what do you need from your business? That's what you need to keep. That's taking back your pen and not letting anyone else write your story or tell you what your worth is. You are this. This is what you and your family need. So then took back his pen. That first year went back to his CPA at the end of the year. And she said, what the heck happened? Like well, you were $70,000 in the whole last year. Now you're so positive, even with some of your rentals and depreciation, you owe taxes. And he's like, I took back my pen. Like I know what I needed from my company. And I didn't, I didn't have to be working the 80, 100 hour weeks like I thought I did didn't have to have my wife work in there. I didn't have to like try and grow, grow, grow. It was more going deeper and really being about what do we need from the business. So that would be number one. Stop living in the land of hoping and transition to the land of knowing. I know I need this from my company. I know this is my keep number. What do I need on a monthly basis to maintain my lifestyle and to make sure that I'm not going to go crazy and like be barking at everyone because I'm not paying myself. The second biggest mistake that I see is that all business owners and real estate investors, especially most of them have one big bank account. All money goes in, all money goes out. And it's a, just a jumbled mess. What the heck is going on in my business? But then that's how they manage the money in their business. That's how they make financial decisions is with that one bank account and living from confusion. Then they make decisions from confusion. And they say, okay, I have money in there today. I feel great. Let me run this new marketing campaign. Let me buy this thing. Let me do this. Let me hire this employee, whatever. Then next week, where's all the money? No one spend anything. All the credit cards need to be frozen. You know, it's like then they go into panic mode when there's not money in the account. So it's constantly not even deal to deal. It's the ups and downs of just, oh my gosh, where's the money? Today there's a bunch. Yesterday there wasn't. You know, like <laughs> whatever it might be. So that's where a lot of people have one big bank account, and that gives you zero clarity of what's yours, what's the IRS's, what's for profit, what's to pay yourself, what's for payroll, what's to grow the business, you know, all the different things that go with a business ownership. That's why with that, that's what I love about Profit First. It helps you give every dollar a name, just like the envelope system. And Dave Ramsey's made that very popular, love him or hate him. I like some of his principles, and that's one. You give every dollar a name. You set up different bank accounts, and you call them specific things. There's five fundamental accounts in the Profit First system. There's income, and then the first three I call the Golden Trio because I'm a Harry Potter fan and a Star Wars fan. I love big epic sagas, and in those sagas, they always have three main heroes pushing the story forward for good. Your business is your epic saga. You need to make sure you're winning in the end, that you conquer Darth Vader and the, you know, Voldemort's of the world. So that way you have these three accounts, profit, owner's comp, and then owner's tax to make sure you're separating out what you need to keep. Those three help you 
keep more. Profit is icing on the cake. Owner's comp to pay yourself a monthly salary, whether it's a bi-weekly, weekly, or monthly that you're taking out of the business. And then owner's tax, making sure that if you owe taxes, you're spreading that out over the year versus, shoot, it's tax time. I got to do four more deals right now. So that's the three of the accounts. Then I said income, that's to hold all the deposits. Then OPEX, that's a bad guy of the business. That's where you're spending all the money. That's where everything goes out. You already have that one. Income is the where you know what you're making. That's where the deposits sit and until you transfer the money to the rest of the accounts. So that way now you have very clear, where's my money going? It's coming into income. That's how much we make. Here, I'm going to transfer to the Golden Trio first to make sure we're keeping what I need because if I don't survive this business, no one else is. And then the OPEX account is what we're making, is what we're spending. So I transfer money there to make sure that we're spending enough to make enough and to keep enough. So that's where you just set up a simple system like that with bank accounts, like something simple. I have not talked about a P&L, a balance sheet, anything like that. We could go deeper into that side. But I just want you to manage the cash better because you're already going to look at your bank account you already had that one big bank account where everything's going in and out of. You might as well spread it out and say, this is where all my money is and what I need for these different areas of my business. So those would be two of the biggest ones that I would see and that I see in the real estate world is number one, you're living on that hope and pray plan. And then number two, you have the one big bank account where all the money's going in and out of. You have no idea where it's going. There's a simple fix for both of those. And you need to make sure that you start putting those in place right away because they'll help you develop better habits as a business owner. That's really what we're going after is that no matter what happens in the market, you're going to have good habits. You're going to be able to say, I don't spend every single dollar that I make. That's really what wealth is. Wealth is not spending a million dollars. Wealth is being a millionaire and keeping a million dollars. That's really what we're going after is those good habits that make us wealthier and not just richer. Yeah. I, I mean, all great points. And I think like I said, can it, it it's it really resonates and I and I sure it does with a lot of people, whether you're in real estate or business or just in yeah. your home finances, right? It's it's all kind of uh important stuff. But but the reality is is it's something that a lot of us put like on the back burner, right? It's like oh, I'll, I'll figure that out later, I'll figure that out later. And it it's it you're, and then you're on their just... second business after they've crashed and burned or they've burnt out right. then they're like yeah i should probably do something like that right. there's been so many people right. we've been in an up market for the last few years and the market has covered a lot of sins now it's uncovering a lot of those sins mm -hmm. so now a lot of people are like i need to get around my finances we've seen an uptick of people coming on board as clients and stuff because they know like that what we're teaching here is not just some flash in the pan, get rich market, and, you know, get rich quick scheme. This is the, how do I want to be wealthy 10 years from now or 20 years from now? How do I want to pass on this, you know, this wealth? How do I want to make sure tomorrow I have enough money in my account? That's really what it's about. We're trying to help people with, you're already going to manage the money. We just don't want you to be a piss poor management of that money. You know, like I don't want right. you to be like, where the heck is it all going? Where is my cash? What am I supposed to do with it? I want you to be very confident. This is where I put my money. This is what I'm making in the income. These three buckets are for keeping to make sure I'm keeping more of it. And then this OPEX is what I'm spending. Then you can review real easily as the business owner then on a monthly basis. How much did I came into income? how much went out from OPEX, and then those three keep accounts, those that golden trio, what did I keep from the business? So that way you could, even if you don't have a finance person on your team or you don't even speak the accounting language, which I get a lot of people don't want to, like you said, we'd rather put it on the back burner. We'd rather you know saw off our own foot a lot of the times than look at the numbers. But that's 
where if you are already looking at your bank account, can you do a quick, you know, like, okay, print out your, your deposits from last month and say, how much was it that came in? How much went out? How much went, how much did I transfer to my keep accounts? So I'm actually seeing if it's, if it's growing every month, am I getting better or is this getting worse? Like, am I going into the hole? That's another thing I love about the system. It usually shows people yellow flags instead of red flags, meaning like if you don't have enough for OPEX, it's like, okay, if I'm having to supplement OPEX from another account, I know something's wrong. I'm not making enough to make sure the business keeps going. So that way, instead of running out of money completely in your one account, you're going to make sure that, okay, my OPEX is getting too low and I have to fund it from somewhere else. Whoa, what's going on? Why aren't we making enough to just fund our normal everyday expenses or even the above and beyond ones? Like, what's going on? Are we not making enough that we should? Or did my expenses go nuts? It just gives you a trigger warning. So that way you know, okay, well, that's not working out. We got we better do something here. So that's why, like you said, a lot of people aren't talking about it. A lot of people wouldn't don't want to look at this stuff. It's like there's simple solutions to it. And even if you don't want to set up, then okay, you might need someone like what we do to come by and hold accountable and to make sure that it's going well. Or pick up the book. Self-implement. I hold nothing back in the book. It's not like, oh, I'm giving you 90% of it or 20% of it. You no. need to come to me for the rest of it. It's like, no, this information is too valuable. Like, please get it a part of you, who you are, and then start setting it up small. Like you said, even in your personal life, can you set up one different bank account? Call it freedom in your personal life and say, what freedom are you working towards? Is that to buy a business? Is that to start a business? Is that to buy your first property? What is that to create the freedom you want? in your life yeah no I, it makes total sense and it, it's again it's it's it, you know i'm sure many people can relate to this and it <laughs> probably relate to the lack of doing it not so much relate to oh yeah. i did this and got everything on track so would you tell people you know kind of i think obviously get the book that that's a really good first step yeah. you know whether they, they they want to come and uh be you know be coached by you as well that that that's all good steps, but it sounds like maybe the first thing you have to figure out is, is, is what you really need out of the business, right? Yes. That, that, cause that would be step number one, step yeah. number one, sit down, especially if you have a significant other, like a spouse or if a, a business partner who also has to bring home something from the business, sit down with those people and say, what do we need from the business? We need to make sure that it generates enough to keep the business going, of course, but also to pay us X on a monthly mm -hmm. basis. How yeah. fast can we get there? That would be, yeah, that would be number one. Find that keep number as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. And because that, that as you mentioned, you, you know, that story, they went from to only needing to do five deals a year. A lot of people do get caught up right away in how can I scale this? How can I grow right. this? Especially if you're in, as we were, we're in a hot market, right? So everybody in, in real estate specifically was like, do deals, do deals, do deals, do you know, just as many as you yes. possibly could. Cause it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to make so much money in this time. Yeah. And I don't even think that that's not necessarily, and, and you said this too, but like, not a bad, not a bad thing. Like, no. I forget what the saying is like, make hay while it's, while the yeah. sun shines or whatever while that is. But like, yeah. um, but that's going to be easier and more profitable if you already have this, these systems in place, right? Like your, right. your idea is, okay, we can do this whether if we're doing five deals a year, but we can also do it if we're doing 25 or 50 deals a year where exactly. it's there. That guy now, three years later is doing more than five deals a year. And he has a whole lot more money. He was able to, he called me in June 
okay, when we're recording this podcast, it is the end of 2022. We're like within like a month of the end. He called me in June, so about five, six months ago at this point, and said, I filled up my accounts, the, the, all these accounts, till the end of the year. So like he went from having from losing 70,000 to doing what he needed to do to now he's doing more than what he needs to do. He's building those reserves, those buffers, getting to spend time with his kids. He also I could I could go into on and on about what he's done. He has he gives to a camp for kids. It's awesome stories, but and he was able to give $70,000 this year to that camp from one account where he was in, you know, $70,000 in a hole 3 years ago. So that's where if you build these habits and this system, wherever you are, if you're on deal one or deal five, especially as you start growing, you're going to see an exponential return. Just because you're making more now means you're going to keep more if you have a system like this in place. So if you're doing 25 deals now and you're like, shoot, I've missed the boat. No, we've had people come in our door doing 25, 30 deals a month. And it's like, how quickly can we get the ship to be righted? You know, like, is it if it's out of whack or if it's like upside down, how can we get it to be even keeled? And then how can we make sure that going forward, they're good? Because we've had huge people that we're working with that as well that now have six months reserves in their owner's comp account. So if the business did tank, they'd be okay for six months without having to worry. So it's like, how quickly can we get that? So if you start wherever you are, start that habit today, you're going to be thanking yourself years from now saying, man, I'm glad I started that system. I'm glad I started day one with this because now, you know what the money does for me? It does not just fuel jets and like, you know, cars and whatnot. It fuels me getting this message out more. If I didn't have a system in place that was paying me that I don't have this huge stress of like, where's my next you know meal going to come from? Since I don't have that, what can I focus on? Helping more people. I can make a bigger impact. I can go out there. I could be on this podcast. I could go speak. I can partner with different people. I can grow the business in order to help more people. That's what we all want to do at the end of the day is we want to make sure we're making enough money to fulfill whatever our purpose is. So that's really what we're trying to get to. So I keep taking it over. This is, as you can tell, I just really like this. Type, no, it's great. Know, conversation. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The passion. And I think, you know, you, you kind of got to something there that, that I'm passionate about in, in why I think, why I think growth, you know, what you set that, that keep number, what, what you need to, yeah. but, but why I think it's, you know, aside from like the drive to grow, why I think that growing beyond that is, is good. And that's impact. And that's the, you know, the giving back and all of that. Yeah. And it's whether that's from a time perspective or a money perspective. And you said that that client was able to give $70,000, like maybe at some point you can tell me how this fits in your system, but you know, maybe at some point you, now you've got another bank account that is your like impact bank account yeah. that, that just, this is where we, we, now we filled all the other ones and we're starting to funnel into here and how, how, how quickly, how bigly, how big can we make that account? Right, exactly. I think is, a lot is gets of our, fun. a lot of our clients are people of faith. So they have a giving account that they set up right away. Or if they're not, if they're not of faith, they, we've still got a lot that are just generous. They want to make an impact. They have the giving account and they set it up as one of their first accounts because with this system, there's five fundamental accounts, but there's more than that, that you can set up for your business. Some people set up marketing. They want to know subset mm -hmm. of OPEX, you know, of a sub bank account of, okay, this is how much we're to run the business. This is how much to put into marketing to fuel the business. So it's like, what do you want clarity on? Then we do like him. He set up a given account almost from day one and said, okay, I want to, this is, I want to start this camp for kids and I want to put X amount of dollars into here. So that's where this system is not just about 
you know, getting you out of your rat race. That's like step one. We need to make you the business owner and having a business that funds you. But then from there, funds what you were built for and what you were created for and making sure that, okay, from here, what do I, what is that purpose? It might be an account for you. It might be vacations. It might be going, spending time with family. It might be, you know, giving to a camp or whatever it might be. So that is, we have a lot of people, they come in and they say, they see the power of the system like that. And they're like, you mean if I just set up another account, I could have a percentage, you know, maybe a smaller percentage going there at first, but then I could start giving you know, right away. And that's where so many people think one day, one day for a lot of things, one day I'll have profit or one day I can give, or one day I'll be able to get out of this rat race. One day I'll make more than mm -hmm. I'm spending. And that one day never comes. And then they say, you know what, a bank account and having a visual tangent, you know, tangible thing that I can look at my bank and say, can I pay myself? Yes. Ooh. And I can give as well too. It might not be a million dollars or whatever you want to give what your goal is, but that's where we have to start somewhere. We have to start somewhere, and especially on the road to financial freedom. <laughs> we have to start somewhere. Just because you started the business does not mean you started the road to financial freedom completely. That's like, okay, that might be the first brick, but then from there, too, we have to make money. Then we have to make sure we're keeping it as well, too, to build that road all the way to our financial freedom place. So that's where a lot of people set up other accounts as well, too, right from the very beginning. That's around what matters to them. Yeah. Is it something that with your the, the clients that you're working with, is this something that you sort of annually go through and reassess or how, how does the how does it work as they grow? Like I know you said you've been touching in with this yeah. gentleman, but it, like how do you how do you typically approach that? We're very hands on. We're a fractional CFO service. So what that means is you get a part-time CFO on the team for a fraction of the cost of a full-time chief financial officer. So they're a financial leader on the team. They come in and we have different plans. Do you want to meet monthly, bi-weekly, or weekly, depending on the size of your business and where you are right now and how often you need someone holding you accountable to the profit first system and to knowing your numbers and being able to have strategic conversations about your money and being able to say, where do we need to? And our conversations are all around three different numbers, make, spend, and keep. Do we need to help you make more this month? Do we need to help you spend less or spend in the right areas? Or do you need to keep more? So it's like that's what we build our framework on. And then it's usually at the very least a monthly call. And at the most, it's usually weekly with a lot of the people we're working with uh, to be able to help them on their journey uh, with their finances. Because this number one, or if they've had, they've had a bad experience with a CPA or bookkeeper in the past. And they're like, I don't ever want to have that again. So I'm just going to give them my stuff and hopefully they just email me and I don't ever have to talk to them. They're scary. They're mean. They're old and crotchety or whatever it might be. It's like, that's where I wanted to make sure that you had someone that could come in and speak business owner and not just accountantese, you know, and not just the, the language of accounting. I wanted them to be able to talk with you and talk as an equal and to say, Hey, this is what we need to do on the financial side. These are the steps we need to take. We set up a CFO dashboard for people. So it's real easy to see where the numbers are. We do a lot of things to make it very easy on the owner. So that's, that's what we do in a nutshell, but it's very just, if you can just get the message of don't, don't spend more than you make it. You know, it's like, that's really what it comes down to is those habits give every dollar a name. Like I'm trying to make it as simple as humanly possible here because right. people want to, people always complicate things, especially when they're first learning something new. And I would just say, if you listen to this, the first thing I would do, find that keep number. What do you need to keep from your business? Then, you know, and what impact do you want to make too? 
mean, like, give yourself that North Star for yourself. And then number two, set up an account. Maybe you could set up all the ones that I suggested, or maybe set up one, call it profit, transfer 1%. Like, start somewhere from this podcast. Don't just listen to it. Take action so that way you can see a return. You can see a return from it. I did that one time with a guy on his podcast, and he said he set it up, an account, like, from that, and he just set up one account, did it real easy. He said six months later, because he was doing a good volume of deals, he had, like, six figures in there that he had forgotten about. And I'm like, that's it. Where? And he was like, where was this money going before? <laughs> you know, right. It was just like, what yeah. the heck is going on here? Right. So that's where I was like, that's where. If you just set it up and you see the system start to work, it forces you to have better habits and to direct the money better. So that's where I just tell people, set up one account. You might not get it six figures in six months, but you can get maybe to three figures, four figures, you know, five figures maybe as fast as possible. So that's where just do those t- first two steps. Find your keep number, set up an at least one account from here and start transferring money into there. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a great piece of advice. Um, David, let me, st- I honestly think we this, this is a tremendously important topic we could talk about a bunch, but um, oh, yeah. let me switch gears here so I can get to ask yeah. you the questions I ask every guest. Um, and certainly we'll, we'll point toward people towards your book and your, uh, and your um, coaching system. But, but yeah. let me start just... Every guest, um, the name of the podcast is Know Your Why. So, so what is your why? I can tell you're you're clearly very passionate about this uh, <laughs> this uh, line of of helping people. So, so certainly uh, that that's obviously a part there's of it. Few, I would imagine there's a few things that drive me. Number one, it is being able to see other people start to fulfill their why because now they have the money to do it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people need money to fuel why they're here or to become more of what they're doing. I know a lot of people give back in different ways, but a lot of people that we're working with, they've been gifted with the gift of business acumen. They can make money. That's a very specific skill that not everyone on planet earth has. So -hmm. it's like they're using that and then what do they want to do? So that's number one. It's pretty cool getting to see other people make this impact and to have, you know, help them and guide them on their journey in that. And then number two is I, I started my business because I, as a W-2 employee, I wasn't making enough to give what I wanted to give. I want to be given a million dollars annually by the 10th year in business uh, to different causes. And right now we're doing, you know, five to six figures and we've given more than that away up to this point. So that's another reason uh, as well. And then obviously I want to make sure that that I'm making as big of an impact that I, as I can. It's awesome impacting our clients, but like this book, like anything. It's, I know this book, I'm not looking to sell a million copies unless a million people would read it and take it to heart. You know, like that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get this message out there. So that's really what's driving me. Why get on a bunch of podcasts? I was on like four or five last week, the last two weeks, you know, and that's where I want to make sure that I'm, if I'm out there speaking, that I'm speaking as simply as possible, as plainly as possible, because it's so critical, not just in a down market, but at any time, at any time that you could not have to stress out as much as you are with your business and with your money currently. So that's another thing that drives me as well, too, because I feel like this is such a huge pain point because so many people have financial anxiety that it's, you know, the number one, one of the top causes for divorce, one of the top causes for running out of business, you know, like going out of business. You know, it's like a lot of the things that we do in our life, personal and professionally, focus around this. So it's like, can we get good habits here from something that we've never learned about? So those are a couple of things that you know, what are my why and keep them going. I have a wife and daughter too. So it's like, I want to make sure they're taken care of that I'm passing on to my daughter as well too in the next generation. What is, what is being taught here? So 
just a lot of things that keep me going and want me to keep coming back on podcasts, things like this. Yeah, no, I love it. Love it. Um, well, this is off topic, but I like it. I think it helps yeah. people know you a little bit better, but what, tell us something about yourself that, that isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, sure. uh, outside of I've saving people money. <laughs> I took Kung Fu for two years while I was in Virginia. And that was probably one of the best personal development experiences of my life. Cause I love reading. I love going to the, you know, conferences and masterminds and those types of things, but having personal discipline, learning a hard skill and getting punched in the face. There's something about those combination that like, yeah. you can't just BS there. There's a master that's been there for 30, 40 years. That's like, you can't just float around there. You can't just skate by. So that was very, and I liked Kung Fu specifically. It was a Wing Chun branch that where there's no belts or anything. It's not that I'm, okay. that there's always this goal. It's more of a mindset. It's more of the, can I just get better? Can I do yeah. more today than I did yesterday? That's really what it was about. So that was, if, if that's why I never, I growing up, I thought, oh, it'd be cool to have a skill like that. And then going into it, I'm like, this is awesome. I get to work out and have a skill. And then it did a lot for my my mindset, my mentality. I still do exercise today. I still do, you know, keep active. I'm mm -hmm. not actively going there now because I move and that was the best, the best one in the country. But that's where now it's just like, that was a great skill that I learned where now I could feel number one, that I could at least protect my wife and daughter. If we were out on the street, I at least have enough skills over those two years to at least be a dangerous enough. I'm not a master at any point, but it's like I learned enough basic skills. And then the mental part of it of just doing something hard, <laughs> do something yeah. hard and get kicked in the butt, you know, a bunch of times, get bruises and be like, what the heck is going on here? And then, you know, just keep going. You power through it, you get, you get better and then your skills grow. So I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't know about me. I don't publicize that a lot, but it was probably one of the best personal development experiences for me. I love it. I love it. I, uh, I, been learning to box a little bit um awesome. and it's this yeah getting hit in the face is it'll, it'll wake you up right. but it, it is uh it's remarkable how much it's very physical but how much mental oh yeah like a bit, oh, yeah. Uh, how much how how involved that part of it is just all the if you're gonna do it right like yeah you could go right. swing away but like if you're gonna do it right and you're working with someone that knows how to do it and they're just you know whatever you're they're watching and they're like uh you know your hand turns a little bit this way, right, like, yes. Hey, you dropped your hands again. You're going to get punched in the face. Like, it's just kind of all of that stuff that is, um, it, it, it's just, yeah, as you said, it's more of a personal development thing. And I don't really want to actually get punched in the face, but it is, it is yeah. something that, that makes you, um, you know, sort of grow physically and mentally at the same yeah. time. So yeah, really cool. Time. Um, awesome. when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way? Simple CFO.com. You can find there, simplecfo.com, the link to our book, which just takes you to Amazon. And then we've got a link to our podcast, the Profit First REI podcast. The only thing we're talking about there is people that have implemented the system, giving other people hope. Like you said, like not a lot of people are talking about it. So we're trying to talk about it as much as humanly possible. And then the other one is if you want to book a call with our team, with what we do, we do three main things for every person. We lay the financial foundation. Number one, look at your financial systems and processes and your team. Number two, implement profit first. And number three, set up a CFO dashboard to track those numbers. So that way you can know what am I making, spending, keeping and confidence, you know, clarity creates confidence. Confidence creates better decision-making that creates more money in your pocket. So that's what we're trying to do and trying to help a lot of people 
in the real estate world and really helping you know we're working with over 100 people on a monthly basis now so if you go to simplecfo.com you can either schedule a call listen to the podcast get the book do something i would just say from this listen to this yeah. and like find your keep number if that's all you do from this you'll be at light years ahead of other investors just knowing this is what i need from my business but simple cfo like chief financial officer simplecfo.com uh you may have just already answered the last question, but I'll, I'll let you um, kind of expand upon it if you want. But basically, sure. what would you tell someone who's getting started, right? A lot of times I say getting started in real estate, but I think, you know, we can we can apply it to to what you're doing here and, and getting yeah. started to, to get their finances in order, I think is probably the best way to ask it. Number one, find that key number. So we've beat that, we've beat that horse. Yeah. Then number two is that we, if you set up a bank account in your in your business, make it the profit account and your personal finances that would be like a freedom account just set up a something else so that way every time money comes in you're pushing that money there but honestly from here what you could do the best thing you could do is pick one of the things we talked all about a bunch of different actions you could take pick one thing and just do it if mm -hmm. it's reading the book and you do say this is great then from the book there's a lot of action steps in there and a lot of different things you can do pick one thing from the book then you know, just take it one step at a time. You're yeah. not going to be able to say, okay, from this podcast, I'm going to just rewind it. I'm going to set up all the accounts. I'm going to start transferring because there's a lot more that, you know, that you could get into if you wanted to. That's the other thing. Don't complicate it. You could read the book. You could get all those things, but make sure it works for you. I'm trying to give you a good habit. A lot of people, I've got a Facebook group as well. A lot of people in there. Well, what if I have this situation? What if I have that situation? I'm like, does this make your life easier or harder? Okay, go with the one that makes it easier. You know, like I don't yeah. want you to set this up and say, oh man, I'm not sure if I transferred the right amount of money. I'm not sure if I did this right. The point is to not spend every dollar you make. If you accidentally transfer too much money and you aren't able to support your business that first month, then transfer the money back out. Like I'm not good. Just because you mess up the first time, don't <laughs> stop the system. Right. That's the worst <laughs> thing you could do. Don't the worst two things you could do. Number one is not do anything from this podcast. Number two is to go into it and then make it more complicated than it needs to be. So there you go. There's a couple other things than what we've already touched on. Love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. Do do something. I mean that that's really a <laughs> could be applied to so many different things. But yeah, certainly yeah. if you listen to this, you, you took the time. Do do something. You know, pick up the book. Do get an account. I mean what whatever it is, but yeah, get, get yourself moving and, and, and then the rest of it will fall in line. Um, David, uh, this has been awesome. Uh, I really do appreciate you coming on and, and talking about this. I appreciate, I appreciate your passion to, to, you know, sort of getting the message out there and helping people. So, so thank you very much for uh, yeah. spending your time today. Thank you for having me on and thank you for letting me spread that message more. Yeah, absolutely. And folks, when you hear this, uh, I'm sure you're going to like this. I'd definitely please check out his website, check out his book, um, and go ahead and like, rate, and review the podcast, and that'll help us spread this message more. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.